Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesser of WrestleZone.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about NXT, a very eventful episode. But before we talk about the show, John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it was a very good show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, what did you think? What were your uh, quick thoughts of the show overall? I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I just kind of from the start, we got, we got a, a good match right away. We had this really fun title match, uh, you know, top to bottom, really filled with solid matches. Uh, the, the tag team match really stood out with uh, Legato Del Fantasma uh, and, and Thatcher and Ciampa. That was probably my match of the night. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. But uh, before we do, just want to remind you all that this show, like like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. Chances are we've got you covered. So leave a like, subscribe. We appreciate you. Uh, so, John, let's let's start off with the main event here. Bronson Reed is the new North American champion. Now, you and I were sitting here just about a month ago saying, oh, this guy's not ready to be the champion. Like, I, I don't see it. And, you know, this feud has continued for quite a while now. Uh, and he finally won. And, you know, the, the writing was kind of on the wall because this was, uh, I believe, 14 years to the day from his first match for Bronson Reed. And to me, like, they, they, they emphasized that in the video package on the show tonight. They showed his wife. I'm like, this man's winning this match, and you cannot tell me otherwise. Um, and I thought, I thought that was a nice story there. And, like, when, we, when you have stuff like that, uh, that you know, where, where, where real life lines up with the storyline like that, I think it's pretty darn cool. So, uh, good. Yeah. This, this is great for Bronson Reed. Uh, Johnny Gargano one of the very best you know he is just phenomenal i, I like him a lot and uh there was a tweet from the nxt twitter account that said johnny wrestling is back and I, I would agree he had a really great performance and he really he's been this the whole feud he's done a great job of making bronson reed yeah you know, really look like you know a championship caliber player you know and and we, you and i talked about it before where that hadn't really seemed to be the case just the way he was booked but he's this was his real coming out party and i, I enjoyed it a lot what do you think uh i thought that the performance the entire match itself, it was very good. The storytelling was there. The the intensity, I guess you could say, was there. Uh, I'm okay with the way that it went. I don't know. Uh, you never gave your opinion on the end result. Uh, was it satisfactory for you? I think. I think yeah. Like it had to be. Like even if I was he heading into the match, not necessarily wanting Brown three to win this match. Uh, he has had several shots at the title. So uh, if he didn't, that wouldn't be very good for him. Gargano has held the title for a while now. And uh, you know, for, for Johnny Gargano, he's very much a guy that could easily absorb this loss and move on to something else and not be harmed for it at all. So this, I mean, to me, the North American title is a great way to really elevate uh, new people uh, and you know having Johnny Gargano have, have a good run with it and uh, give a title to Bronson Reed I think that's a pretty darn good thing and just overall here you know we are seeing a lot of support for the for the show overall tonight DJ Garcia saying NXT best show of the week so far Herman Dakar loved the show Bit Milligan saying he really enjoyed the show uh, you know and, and a bit later on giving the show a nine tonight so definitely seems like we had a very solid show tonight and I would agree a top to bottom I just like I said at the start very you know a, a solid show filled with very good matches and then while we're on the subject of Gargano we might as well talk about the way because this remains one of my favorite things in NXT uh, tonight we got to see two uh, you know, kind of sequential vin vignettes where we saw Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell at a spa. And 
you know, I, I had a feeling when, when they were talking about Dexter Loomis, he was going to pop up and he did. And it was creepy and it was wonderful. I liked it a lot. Uh, this is, it's so much fun. And uh, I, I read a Johnny Gargano interview and he called the way kind of like the sitcom. And I think that's very appropriate where it, it can be funny. It can be serious. It can be. And then you, you go into the ring and they have these great matches. And I really think it has been this very fun story. Uh, and But it turned out, you know, the, where. Uh, you know, Dexter popped up, and then you know, Candace and, and Indy Hartwell didn't know he was there, but they were just bad mouthing him. So then he sadly walked away, and that that was that made me sad because I was like, oh, don't don't do my man Dexter like that. And then later on in the night, uh, turned out where Indy Hartwell uh, found out that um, weeks ago Candace kind of paid for the flowers that supposedly uh, Dexter had sent her, or the, you know, the she she found out the the the, the heart of that ruse, uh, and then. Uh, index is very much alive and well, so I'm very happy to see that, uh, and I'm I'm so enjoying this. It felt like for a second we might be uh, heading away from it tonight, but thankfully it is still very much going on. What do you think of these two segments here and the latest direction for the way, John? Or I should say for for Hartwell and uh, Loomis at least. Uh, so you know it's important to note that after all this ended, uh, from what we understand, Dexter Loomis does not know that Indy Hartwell has suddenly changed her mind back to liking him. So that's an interesting development there in itself because we could play off where the rules kind of are reversed again, where now Loomis doesn't want anything to do with her because he thinks she doesn't, but then she comes back after him again. So it's kind of like this never-ending loop. Um. It's entertaining. I'm good with it. But like I said before, we really weren't sure what the end result was going to be here. We thought for the longest time it was going to be Loomis eventually overtaking Gargano. Clearly, that's not the case anymore. So uh, I I don't know where this goes. Uh, Of course, with the the, the pending uh, trademark that was filed there for, was it a... Index, uh, I thought. Index, yes, index. Uh, clearly they had some kind of plan or, or something they want to do here. Uh, but for me, this is kind of taking it down a path now where it makes less and less sense for me because of the fact that India and Candace are champions. And because of the fact that Gar- Gargano is not a champion, it's almost like we were here and now we're kind of like getting apart with how it would have made sense. So uh, to me, they have a little bit more work to do to, to have it make sense as far as, when they come together, what's the reason behind it? What happens after that? Stuff like that. Uh, but it, n- nevertheless, it's intriguing and unpredictable. So that it is, and I, I think that's one of the reasons that I've really enjoyed it. Uh, and I, I think I would agree that you know it, it has lost maybe a little steam in recent weeks, but it's still to me very entertaining. A friend of the show, Idian Fierro, saying yes, Dexter and Indy Forever. I mean, this this thing really does have a lot of you know support in terms of to be a lot of people seem to be liking it, myself included. Um, it has been really just a, a fun storyline that has just kind of been, like I said, this like sitcom, almost not soap opera isn't quite right, but sitcom definitely where it's like funny and, and also kind of serious because it is this romance of sorts. Uh, and, you know, you were just mentioning the, the trademark, uh, Iridian saying that she's ready for some index merch. I mean, if we're oh, if we continue on this direction, I feel like that's where we're heading. Uh, but I'm waiting same... for my I'm waiting for my new Jimmy Uso shirt to come in the mail. I did order it, so I'm hyped for that. Yeah, Speaking WWE's, of merch. <laughs> WWE's merch team has been uh, on a roll lately with that Jimmy Uso shirt. Uh, so I, I definitely would like to see what they might be able to do with some index merch. But different idea here from Herman Takar, wondering whether a Dexter could turn on Indy. I think a lot of times in recent weeks, we've been uh, assuming, I guess, one direction could be for you know Indy to you know 
turn on Dexter or or for the way to kind of you know keep them split apart. But in this in this uh, theory, at least Dexter could turn on Indy. I mean, I think that's possible. Uh, but I think uh, for me, he's gotten so over as this like lovable, creepy guy that I, I have a hard time seeing him as a heel right now. That could very well happen down the road. Um, but to me, like I I don't know if that's this that, if that's the direction I would prefer. I don't know what you would think about uh, Dexter Loomis going back to being a heel at this point. Uh, yeah, I guess, but that wouldn't make sense in a, in a, in a because if Candace is going to, or if Indy's going to break away from the way, then either, either, I don't know how that would make sense with everybody. Everybody involved in this picture is a heel in that, in, in your scenario, but with right now Loomis being a face, it's kind of makes sense where eventually they would, you know, turn on Indy. That's the best path to this making sense. Uh, however, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know where they could be taking this. And I, I agree, and and I am excited to see where it is going. And I, I hope that it remains, like even though it has, like I said, lost a little steam, it has still been a, a pretty strong story, and it's been entertaining at the very least. So I'm confident that it'll keep us engaged uh, going forward. Something that that kept us engaged tonight that I know a lot of people seem to respond positively to was seeing the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase live in person on NXT. In recent weeks, he's been in some vignettes and some uh, pre-tape things, but tonight he was there at the Capitol Wrestling Center. He came out, we heard his classic theme song, and uh, he distracted Cameron Grimes during a match with Jake Atlas. I do want to point out for this match, it's, I tweeted about it, but it's a very small thing where I really like when matches have a reason that they're happening. They're not just thrown together because two guys are wrestling, but you know, we saw Cameron Grimes uh, pull up to the arena. Uh, Jake Atlas kind of made fun of him because uh, Ted DiBiase, you know, took a spot or whatever uh and boom there's a reason for a match even if it's something as little as that it's just some reason for their for this match to be happening it's something that we don't always see on raw or even smackdown um it's something that usually happens but when it doesn't it is a pretty a, a glaring omission just a logical reason for something to happen so i thought this was a good showing for jake atlas i saw some people uh being a little critical of his run in nxt in general where in a lot of ways he has felt like the guy that's quote unquote happy to be there uh, but he's a very talented guy, and this is was, I think, from what I can recall, one of his real first chances in a prominent spot like this, at least in some time. So I like this a lot. Uh, the the distraction finish from DiBiase, not great, um, but you know, a good win for Jake Atlas, a good way to kind of continue the story between Grimes and DiBiase. Where do you think this thing with Grimes and DiBiase is going? We've talked about it recently, but it's hard to tell where it is going. Yeah, it is, and for people that are or mentioning or asking if this is leading to a match. This is, this is, and of course anything's possible, but I'm, I'm saying uh, likely this will not lead to a match. Uh, Ted DiBiase, I don't think is going to have a match. Um, to me, the story hasn't really been going any direction where a match would make sense. To me, the, the, the likely result of this story is something, and just that, it'll, it's, it's going to be a story somehow, where that might be that Grimes wastes all of his money on something to finally try to even up with the Million Dollar Man, and then he finds out he's bankrupt. Something that's going to finish the story will be story invoked, and I don't think it's going to be match invoked. It just doesn't make sense, but, uh, I mean... What do you think? It's hard to tell. I, I saw someone tweet that, I guess, DiBiase has gotten a little physical and some independent wrestling appearances, but that would only be so far as to like put someone in, in the Million Dollar Dream. 
uh, and that's kind of a, a far throw away from an actual match. Maybe, you know, if you want to get crazy with a cinematic match, but I, I would definitely assume this is more of a, a story driven thing. In a lot of ways, much like the indie and, and Dexter kind of thing, they're not going to have a match, obviously. That, that's the storyline. And you have Johnny Gargano there that Dexter could face and stuff, and Austin Theory as well. But I, I do see that being more of this storyline driven thing. Uh, but Iridian points out maybe Ted's going to manage uh, someone in NXT and, and, you know, have, you know, kind of facilitate that match. Uh, you know, indirectly, so it's not Ted DiBiase fighting, but it's someone that he's affiliated. I mean, yeah, with. there there are certainly ways that they could make that make sense. Uh, there's they have endless storytelling capabilities, so for him to mentor a NXT talent, I think they can get it to make sense and then build a story off of that somehow. I I think there's there's if they do have a match of some sort, the interesting aspect of the fact that they both have a lot of money could be grounds for some kind of stipulation in the match involving money of some sort. And obviously it's not, you know, not real money, but it's interesting nevertheless for storytelling capacity. If, if they're willing to go that route and trust me, if they're willing to do zombies eating the Miz alive and Rey Mysterio losing his eye and suddenly he has an eye and it's fine. I can certainly see them doing a, a a million dollar versus million dollar match of some sort where, you Absolutely. know, th there's nothing off the table for them at this point. No, I think that's a very fitting comparison. Like money being on the line is, is much, much more obviously realistic, uh, but believable and, you know, sensical than some of the things we have seen recently. Uh, so no, I think we could see that. And I like this comment from Finish Nando. There's one way the storyline's going and it's to the moon, as Cameron Grimes would say. Uh, I'm, ho I'm hopeful it'll, it'll, you know, that some, it'll, it'll, it'll benefit Grimes in the long run. You know, tonight didn't make him look the strongest, but I'm, I'm hopeful that he will kind of benefit uh, in, in the long haul here. I'm getting a couple comments about Imperium turning on Alexander Wolf. Uh, this was a little surprising to me. We were supposed to see a, a Wolf face uh, Killian Dane last week that got kind of postponed. We saw it this week. Uh, Killian Dane won the match after Alexander Wolf tried to cheat. And then Imperium, a Fabian Eichner and Mar Marcel Barthel turned on Wolf after the match uh, and kind of teasing that they might be looking for, for some new recruits. What, what do you think about this, John? Oh, I think it's interesting, but to me, it's, I mean, like with most things I see, it's very unpredictable. I mean, if you had to make a prediction on where you think, where you think this was going to go, what would be your top, like top guess of where this is going? I'd have to assume they're going to recruit somebody. I mean, before the but match, who? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to think about it. Like it'd be a step back for Pete Dunn. Uh, they could bring in people from NXT UK, maybe now that some of these travelers restrictions might be opening up a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I've got to assume it'll be like someone that could kind of fill that, fill that void of a, of a singles guy. Cause I'm, uh, part of my mind goes to the Grizzly Young veterans, maybe just literally trying to think of any, any possibilities here. Uh, and that would make sense for Imperium. I, I, I could easily see them bringing in somebody new from NXT UK, or of course, I shouldn't bury the lead there, Timothy Thatcher. They've teased that in recent uh, weeks, and they've, it seems like they've kind of like pivoted away from that, but they could easily you know circle back and have him join the group anyway. Um, it's interesting that we've talked about it before. I thought that you know if kind of booked strongly, Imperium could be a, a pretty uh, impressive force to be reckoned with in NXT. Uh, so this could be a way to really kind of shake up the group and. You know, give them a fresh coat of paint and really uh, 
you know, have them do something in NXT rather than just some matches like this and have matches that really feel more important. I, I think that's, I like it. I, I think it could be a good way just to, you know, reestablish the stable NXT. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Uh, but it, it is, it does feel like there are a lot of possibilities. Is there anybody you would either like to see or predict to see potentially join Imperium? Oh man. Uh, it's certainly interesting to possibly put a developmental talent that hasn't made his debut yet with the stable. Uh, if we're talking about people that are already on the show right now, nobody immediately really pops up into my mind. I mean, to me, with the storytelling and everything that they've been progressing with recently, I don't think anything makes sense. I mean, I see a comment from Stephen Chambers. He says that maybe Trick Maverick joins Imperium. I, I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't see Killian Dane. I don't see Pete Dunne. I don't see Finn Balor. I don't see Roderick Strong. The list goes on and on of people that I just, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can't think of a, a specific name that would really make sense. I mean, we've, we haven't seen LA Knight for a couple of weeks now, but to me that also really wouldn't make sense because he's very good on his own. Yes. So you, ha you have to think about people that could use the help of a stable or if not the help of a stable, be able to step into that leader type role with Walter gone. And to me, nobody immediately jumps out. Now DJ says Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate would kind of make sense. He's been gone for a while. We obviously know there's been some things with him recently as well, but uh, that that would be one that I would I could see that happening. But like I just told you, I just don't see really anybody stepping into that role. I don't see where this is going with Walter not there. This doesn't feel like a a very big deal to me. They'll probably build Walter into this somehow, though, which is what they need. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Another I mean, comment from Stephen with Stephen with another suggestion here uh, that also might make sense. I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah, Stephen Chambers pitching uh, Ilya Dragunov. There's also uh, Wolfgang friends Fernando suggesting Wolfgang. Uh, I really, it's, it, it would this would be a, a good way to bring in someone from NXT UK if they wish to do that. Um, but I was just going to say that you mentioned mentioned Walter not being there, uh, and it's a good way for him to potentially come back and say, hey, you guys, you know, kicked Wolf out of this group. It's my group. Like, you know, the, 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 there could be some uh, dissension in, or, or tension there. Uh, and that could be something to kind of keep an eye out for. Um, I mean, it, it does feel like a lot of possibilities. Or at the same time, maybe they just focus on uh, Bar 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 Barthel and Eichner as a team for now uh, and kind of go with that. Uh, I could see that as well. And we did see a lot of, um, you know, a lot of development in the, the tag division tonight as well. We saw MSK learn that they will be facing Legato del Fantasma after a fantastic tag team match with uh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. This match was physical. It was just really a solid, uh, you know, I would say a, a takeover quality match. You know, all four guys really just went out there, tore it up. Uh, Raul Mendoza got busted open. Uh, he was bleeding profusely. And I think it was an accident, but, you know, with, when you have a guy like Thatcher and a guy like Ciampa that, that are really supposed to be tough guys, you know, not I, not to, like, make light of it, but, you know, if a guy gets bloodied up, it makes him look even tougher. So I thought that was a nice way for that. And I thought in, for a minute that it would be cool to see uh, Ciampa and Thatcher win this match from Deadly Challenge MSK, but Grizzled Young Veterans came out, and the feud that's about the shoes 
continues because Grizzly Young Veterans attacked uh, Champa and kind of cost him the match there. So we kind of got potentially or one definite match, one potential uh, follow from this. Like I said, MSK will face Legado Del Fantasma for the titles in two weeks. Uh, and I would assume at some point soon we might get uh, Thatcher and Champa versus Grizzled Young Veterans. So what do you think of this tag team match? What do you think of the, the upcoming title match uh, with uh, MSK and Fantasma? Or, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't see MSK really dropping the titles anytime soon. The match was pretty good. It was interesting to see the integration of Grizzle Young Veterans making a presence felt with Thatcher and, and Tommaso there. And just that whole, the whole tag scene overall is just intriguing to me right now. And But I just don't think MSK is dropping those titles anytime soon. It wouldn't make sense, especially to Legato Del Fantasma. Uh, I just feel like Santos Escobar is kind of like the focal point of the group. So to have like his, I guess you could say sidekicks winning the belts certainly would be believable, but I don't think that it makes sense right now. That's fair. I thought I did think tonight having Legato out there by themselves, putting on this great match, winning this great match without Santos Escobar whatsoever was a nice way to kind of prove, hey, these guys can really hold their own, win some matches, look look great by themselves to kind of potentially start uh, chip away at that perception that they're just his his henchmen or his goons. Like, I, th- I did think that was um, definitely a beneficial aspect of that match. Uh, and wonder I would even uh, I would assume, like you said, that MSK will would retain the titles in that match. I'm sure it's going to be a very good one, if just as good, if not better than this one. So I'm looking forward to that in two weeks. Um, and of course, next week we're going to see Karrion Cross face Finn Balor for the title. We got this great uh, prime target segment. This was like a very much a UFC a hype video where you know they're they're watching the tape, they're talking about it. They brought uh, Pat McAfee in to talk about it. They brought Paul Heyman in, and he said Roman Reigns like has his eye on this match. This video segment, you know, say what you will about WWE, you know, using too many video packages, but for NXT they seem to have a nice balance of you know using the video packages for a reason and this was very well done i really liked it it was just a very great way to really uh, sell this story on, on this you know the final show before that that title match uh you know i, I thought this was very well done i liked it a lot i liked bringing in Heyman. um and to me it's interesting that uh, nxt has been promoted a, a little more heavily on raw recently now you bring in paul Heyman and literally saying roman reigns is, is you know aware and interested in this match. I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, what do you think of this uh, prime target segment? And what are your thoughts kind of heading into this, this title match next week? The segment was cool. I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, they're not fooling anybody though. When they say like, Oh, Roman has, well, I, Roman doesn't care about this match. And why would he? So uh, to me, that was kind of like, what well, like it, this didn't make sense to me. Like, okay, I get it makes sense for Pat McAfee and Paul Heyman to kind of give their thoughts and everything because they've been doing that for a long time. But to Paul Heyman to say that Roman Reigns has a special interest in the match, what? why? Why does Roman Reigns have a special interest in this match? It it's doesn't make cross. sense. That, yeah, I it's carrying cross, but like, so? Like, it's not like if he wins, Reigns is coming after him or anything. Like, I just, I don't get it. I think it speaks to, I see what you're saying that, you know, especially the way that we tends to present it where it's like NXT is very much its own thing. They weren't even at survivor series this last year. Not much. Roll, 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 and the way roll. Roman's been acting about how he doesn't care about anything. He didn't even care about Daniel Bryan when he was going to fight Daniel Bryan. And now he's like, Oh, carrying cross. Got to keep my eyes open on him. Like why? That's fair. To me. <laughs> I mean, Karen cross is an exception because the guy like the, we are very like at some point, I imagine in the not too distant future, this guy is going to be on the main roster, tearing it up, doing great things. Uh, he's uh, we've talked about it before. Got a great presence. He's he, to me, he checks every box WWE looks for. 
so I I think even it, maybe even if it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, uh, just to, as a little like you know, it was it, I, I I see what you're saying to me. It just felt you know har- harmless to kind of sure. And I out. mean, let's let's be honest. When when's the last time somebody called up from NXT was really a consistently main event player that was never really jobbed out at all or made to look weak. Drew McIntyre is the only one I can think of. And like, he was already in the main roster before that. So does he really count? I mean, I guess he does, but like Andrade didn't work. Finn Balor didn't work. Alistair Black so far has not worked. Samoa Joe didn't work. The list goes on. And I just hope that he would be successful. That could be down the future. As far as next week's match goes, there's, I don't think either of us have any doubts that Karrion Cross is winning this match. Uh, I don't know how dominant he's going to look, but he'll probably win. I think the interesting part to think about is, will something happen after the match where somebody were to come out and confront him, whether that be Kyle O'Reilly, whether it potentially be Adam Cole, whoever it may be, uh, do you think we get something after the main event next week that indicates the future that we're going with this title? Whether it be Pete Dunn or whoever, I have to assume so because you know Pete Dunn gave an interview tonight uh, and it was it was good. He was talking about his his career, his his title aspirations. Um, You know, it was it was it was a good interview. Like, there's nothing to really you know. It was just I liked it. And the the uh, the point of that is that uh, he's been saying he wants to he wants to challenge for the title. He's been in in the kind of the gravitational pull of the title scene, but we haven't really seen him do anything. Gave this interview. He's been talking about it. He beat up Leon, Leon Ruff. I think that was last week. Um, but I, I have to imagine, you know, this interview tonight was potentially a way to kind of, uh, you know, set that up. Where next week, I would very much expect that because it, it is kind of surprising that we are getting this match next week, where you know uh, the next takeover isn't that far away. And while it would have been a little, a little uh, surprising to have them draw it out that much, uh, I have to imagine we, we are going to get an NXT title match at that takeover. So you know. If we're saying it's Pete Dunn or somebody else, um, maybe Adam Cole, because you know, he's been absent lately too. Uh, but whatever it may be, I, I would assume we are going to get something to set that up. Because um, that would just, to me, that would make the most sense rather than waiting till the week after that to start the build. Because uh, then you're kind of not running out of time, but the, the clock is ticking, you know. So I, I think that would make the most sense, whatever it may be. And I would, my prediction would be Pete Dunn at this point. Uh, but I, I could see any any number of people like like I said. Um, oh, I forgot Kyle O'Reilly. He's been definitely teasing facing Karrion as well. So any of the three, I think, would definitely make a lot of sense. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that one as well. Uh, they did announce another match for next week where we're going to see Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai face Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Um, just in a, in a battle of four four of the very best in this very loaded and talented women's division. Uh, and Ember and Shotzi cut a promo saying, you know, they still want to, they want to get their titles back. And uh, Raquel Gonzalez, the NXT Women's Champion, you know, is now kind of potentially considering challenging for the tag titles. So that this one would be kind of interesting to see what happens there, whether, uh, you know, Gonzalez and Kai win and potentially do wind up challenging for the tag titles, or I think we've talked about it before, but potentially having uh, Gonzalez and Kai split up. Uh, Either way, whether it's Gonzalez turning or Kai turning, I, I do think that's definitely a possible outcome. But what, what do you think of that uh, match on paper heading into next week? I think it's going to be certainly intriguing. I think the focus point for me is that question mark by Dakota Kai and what she will do and where this will go after that. Uh, as far as just 
the way things have been developing, it's been very unpredictable. I'm not sure what we're going to see. Uh, even with the women's tag titles, unpredictability, the women's title, unpredictability, the women's division in general, unpredictability. Uh, what do you want to see happen? What What is your most favorable outcome for this? I mean, kind of like the what we were suggesting about Karrion Cross. Uh, I think this would be a good time to set up whatever they're going to do at the next takeover. And based on this, that this match has been announced. Looking at it now, I, I have to assume that uh, it might be Dakota Kai. You know that that would make sense, and that you they they, they wouldn't have to do a lot of work to set that up. Where it's you know they're, they're partners, and and whichever one turns on the other, you know that, that's a pretty easy story to tell uh, in a fairly short amount of time. So I could see that. Um, and I feel like that might be the direction we're heading because uh, I'm looking at the, the rest of the women's division. You know, Frankie Monet is going to debut next week and they've been doing a great job hyping that up. But I, I imagine that they're going to kind of build her up uh, slowly because that will be her first match in NXT. It would be quite a big leap to go from that debut, presumably a squash match, to title shot within like a month. Uh, so I don't necessarily see that yet. Saray has picked up a couple of wins, but, you know, I feel like she's not quite there yet. Um Tony Storm won a great match tonight. It was the the show opening match between Storm and Zoe Stark. It was a very uh, electric way to open the show. Uh, great way to showcase this woman's vision. And that's what DJ Cassier is saying. It was a great, great way to open uh, the show tonight. I enjoyed it a lot. And this was a great way to get Tony Storm back on track. She's been kind of not slumping, but you know, it felt like while she's been in this feud, it wasn't clear how uh, you know where she was really going. She lost her feud, uh, her feud with I think Yoshirai. Um, I think that was already like what two months ago now. Um, yeah. So this was a good way to get her back on track, and I could see. I would say at this point, I would predict Tony Storm or Dakota Kai based on what we've seen so far. Uh, I'm not sure. What, would you agree, or do you see someone else potentially challenging? No, I would agree. I think that would make the most sense. Yeah. So I, I, I could definitely see either one. I think they would both be good matches and good stories. Uh, Neskar is saying, I'm excited for Frankie Monet. I loved her. She was Ty Valkyrie in Impact. I would definitely agree. Uh, I'm very excited to see what happens with Frankie Monet solely because I really did enjoy uh, Ty Valkyrie as uh, her in-ring worker character in Impact. Both very, very good. Um, and we've talked about it before, but, you know, NXT's women's division is very loaded. This makes it potentially even you know that much better. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. They're kind of they, tonight. She came out, and I really liked her entrance. She literally stole the spotlight. Like the lights went out, and then the lights shined right on her. I like that. I like that they're going this like movie star kind of thing. Um, you know, so clearly kind of studying up her to be this potential like really, uh, you know, uh, big, uh, pretty much a, a main event level heel. So I like how they're doing that. Uh, and I would hope that, you know, sooner or later, she will be challenging for uh, the woman's title because she is just that good. So I, I'm very hopeful that, that we'll, we won't have to wait too, too long for that. Uh, but, you know, definitely getting some comments about Tony Storm saying that uh, she needed that one uh, because, like I said, she has been a little uh, on a bit of a cold streak. So definitely a good win for her. And I was happy to see that. Um, but what what do you think, kind of, uh, of the at least in the short term, we might see with uh, Frankie Monet and NXT? She will be uh, in, in action <laughs> next week for the first time. Yeah, I expect to see her get uh, a couple of wins under her belt. Uh, I'm not sure what that it will ultimately lead to. Uh, I would assume maybe she'll wrestle like Aaliyah, somebody like that or whatever. Get a couple wins under her belt, and then from there, maybe start. I mean, we, don't forget Io Shirai might return. Maybe that could be a good feud for them. But I'm not sure, other than the fact that I do expect a couple wins to come for her. 
I would agree. You know, I'm not sure how that's going to go, but uh, like I said, I definitely think that pretty quickly they're going to kind of build her up uh, into uh, a prominent player. Um, you know, and uh, at the same time, they probably yeah, they probably won't won't wait too too long because you know it is the 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 star formerly known as Ty Valkyrie. Nesker is saying that she doesn't see Frankie waiting very long. You know, if she before even getting at least a title match, if not the title itself. And I think I would agree with that. Um, now, two more things to kind of talk about here before we wrap up. Uh, we saw more of Hit Row Records tonight, uh, and they got a win. They it was a top dollar and Ashanti the Adonis picking up a win, and they looked impressive. But the promo left me a little dissatisfied because they they mm. said their 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 slogan is if you if you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, I don't I don't know about that. You know, like if they're supposed to be this cool, like literally you know, Isaiah Swerve Scott supposed to be this, you know, very cool, you know, you know, guy they're supposed to be uh not necessarily jealous of, but he's supposed to have swagger. That, that's what I'm trying to say. That's guy, like, like that's a song too. All right. Biggie you know. Smalls, the notorious big. And if you don't know, now you know that's a that's a song. Not sure if you knew that, but I did uh, not. I'm, I'm saying that because like can you just take that phrase like i mean i guess you can but <laughs> anyway that's obviously where it probably comes from uh but yeah I, i'm not a big fan of it either you know and this is like last week we we or when i think they debuted last week i was like oh, cool you know they uh, i think this is this is good for swerve scott aj francis you know i think he's he's got a lot of potential um you know all of them i think it's it was a cool group great name hit my records is very cool and then they cut this promo where they've got the kind of this to me this this uh slogan or or you know catchphrase that didn't really work and then swerve said you know i think he says i'm like we're hot and and heat rises i'm like all right not sure how i feel about that either <laughs> but um you know at the very least they're getting tv time they're getting built up here uh, and i it is worth noting swerve scott did say that he will be challenging uh the winner of uh, the, the North American title match. So I would expect to see potentially Brownson Reed face a sort of Scott at the next takeover. I think that could be a lot of fun as well. Cause they were, I think they were the final two in the, uh, the eliminator match back at uh, the last takeover. And I think that was a lot of, they did, uh, they yeah. worked well together. So uh, that'd be a, kind of a nice full circle, full, full circle moment like that. Um, but I, I'd like to see that. You know, I, I think that'd be good for Brownson Reed, good for sort of Scott. So yeah, I think that'd be a nice uh, takeover worthy match as well. Uh, but yeah, with any group, you know, the promos aren't always gold right away. I'm sure they'll, they'll find their stride and we'll be sitting here sooner and later saying that they're, they're doing great. So uh, at the very least, I'm still intrigued by them. I just didn't necessarily, you know, love this promo from tonight. And I mean, do, what, what do you agree? I mean, you, you mentioned where the where the, the slogan came from, but you yeah. know, what, do you, what do you think about this promo itself? Am I, am I, uh, am I crazy? Eh, no, you're not crazy. It was OK. I think there, there needs to be something bigger you know what i mean like there needs to be some kind of target or goal they're trying to achieve besides just coming out and being like yeah you know we're gonna dominate okay well what are you dominating what's what are you gonna do stuff like that yeah uh, i would i would agree so hopefully we'll we'll get some more development you know sooner and later because i think there's a lot of potential here i just want to see a little more a little more than we got tonight that's all that's all uh now well, something that i was you know caught up, not not surprised by but we got some follow-up by uh Bobby Fish, he came back last week. He's back, and now he's a solo uh, competitor. And I, I kind of blanked on when I was talking about the NXT title match. Uh, I kept thinking about that Pete Dunn might challenge Karrion Cross, but then Bobby Bobby Fish coming out there saying that he wants revenge on Pete Dunn. So 
what do you think this might kind of potentially delay Pete Dunne getting a title shot or might, 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 might this be a TV match? What do you think about that? I think it'll be a TV match. And I think that Pete Dunne will probably win. Uh, I, I just don't see where Bobby Fish is going here. I don't see him getting anywhere like huge. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's not really a good thing, but um, at least he'll have a match and it'll be relevant on TV. So that's, I guess that's the most he can really ask for at this point. Yeah, that's generally true. And uh, for as much as I was saying about Hippo Records, like they are on TV and at the end of the day, that's the goal. So, and for Bobby Fish, yeah, he was gone for a while. He was injured and you know put put on the shelf, and now he's potentially coming back for even if, even in the short term, a, a prominent story with Pete Dunne. They did say that a Fish got hurt in the War Games match where the uh, the Undisputed Era beat the Kings of NXT. Pete Dunne was in that match, so yeah. definitely some natural history there. Uh, and so I, I like that. I, I always like to see those those like I said earlier, those natural reasons to have a match, let alone a feud. I'm always a fan of that as well. Uh, and last up here. I, I wasn't going to talk about it because I didn't want to just emptily spe- uh, speculate, but because we, because we got asked at uh, DJKCA wondering if we have any more ideas about the diamond mine, uh, we got another vi- vignette tonight, a lot more of the same. We saw, you know, the, the uh, MMA cage and we got, it was, it was very much just like training video of sorts. Uh, I still have no idea what this is. Um, and we've, we've mentioned before, maybe it's something Teddy Biasi, but then this is very much feels like the, that has nothing to do with Teddy Biasi. It's like so something with mixed martial arts or, you know, the octagon fighting. Like, I don't know if yeah. I see Teddy Biasi get mixed up with that, but do you have any, like, what do you think about this at this point? This, we really aren't getting much more of a direction with this. Uh, we are still very much sitting here wondering where this is going with, with no yeah. real grounds, to, you know, to, to know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't really have any new developments or new thoughts even. even So, I mean, I, I'm i lost. I think this is very unpredictable right now, and hopefully it's a pleasant surprise. And who knows how long it's going to be before we actually find out who it is. It could be months. I hope it's soon. <laughs> I hope it's soon. I mean, the yeah. All Elite thing went on for like three months, and they just canned it all together. So let's hope this isn't the same thing with the hacker. I mean, at least with that, like... I hope we, we get some escalation soon. If they if they want to draw it out, that's fine. But with the hacker, the, the, at least the hacker was doing things. They were you know messing up the show and and revealing truths and whatnot. But uh, you know with this, we, it's just in the video promo so far. And I hope that we'll see something sooner or later, just to give us some indication of where this is going. Because yeah, it is very unpredictable. I hope it's going to be uh, a pleasant surprise. You know, because this point, I, I don't know where, where it's going to go. Um, but I'm excited. I mean, like, I'm a sucker for like bringing in new, new, new wrestlers, new groups, new things, just to like shake up the show. Uh, Johnny and I talked about it for Raw. Raw can certainly use it, but NXT, NXT has been solid. But there's never, you know, it's always a good thing just to like bring in new things and and you know, yep. invest some energy in that. Both both as a product and as a viewer, just to give something new your energy. So I like that, and I'm hopeful that we will be sitting here sooner and later. Uh, with some at least clarification about what in the world this thing is, because I just don't know. Would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> it, it would. Uh, and it, it, it may be next week, it may not be, but regardless, John, you and I will be back here next week for the NXT post show. Uh, you know, and then that's one of the many things we do here every episode, trying to help you all enjoy wrestling just like we do. Uh, John, you and I do the, the Raw post show for Monday Night Raw. We obviously do this show. The Dynamite Dudes add to your AEW needs met with, uh, with their coverage of that. 
and they also do they also do WCW WCW rewritten for fantasy booking. Robert E. Fleece and I cover the SmackDown Double Down. Bill Pritchard recently interviewed Eric Rowan or Eric Redbeard and Fred Rouser, also known as uh, Darren Young. Two two very big interviews, great stuff, of course, uh, and just a constant stream of exclusive interviews constantly coming at you guys. So make sure to leave like, subscribe. We appreciate you. Uh, you know we appreciate your support. We, we we thank you for listening. Uh, you know again the world is a scary place but we all we do we always have wrestling you know i was sitting there at the start of the show tonight uh for nxt not i didn't have a great day but turn on the show and i got to just turn my brain off and enjoy wrestling because that's what we do and we thank you for listening and make sure to tune in next week for another edition of the nxt post show thanks for listening everybody